readers welcome to 20 questions with your favorite author where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast i'm kelly lynn colby editorial director at curse dragon ship publishing our guest this week is debbie mamber kupfer ya fantasy writer and world traveler debbie grew up in london she has lived in israel new york north carolina and somehow ended up in st louis she works as a writer editor and puzzle instructor she's not your favorite now she will be after Hello, Debbie. Thanks for putting up with our rough start. Hi. Hello, hello. Technology, man. You know, you want to be mad at technology, but you can't because otherwise we couldn't be doing this at all. And it is so lovely to meet you. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. So you said in your bio there, it said that you were a puzzle constructor. What what is that? What does that mean? I write... um, I write puzzles, um, mostly word puzzles, occasionally logic, logic puzzles, mainly for Penny Press magazines. Oh. I Those are the magazines you'll find in the grocery store or anything, and you'll probably find my name among the constructors if you turn on the inside of the paper. I have magazines I right by me, all around me, because this, this is pretty much my day job. That's like that. so cool. I'm going to 100% look for that now. And, um, yeah, I also have a website, Pause for Puzzles, that I put some of my puzzles up on. And I've done some fun puzzle events as well. So it's like I have different hats. I have three different right, hats right. all together. So it's uh... so cool. Well, you have to, you know, to make a living as a creator, right? You can't just wear one hat. No, so. no. So I have three. I'm I'm a puzzle writer. I'm, a, I'm an editor. And I'm a, a writer. That's awesome. So much fun. How did you land the gig as a puzzle creator? Um, well, I've been solving puzzles all my life. And then um, when I came, you can hear from my accent, I'm not originally from here. I was from England originally. and I That's not the St. Louis here, accent? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> when I f- first came here, I was on the East Coast and mm-hmm. um, I was trying to get jobs kind of in publishing of different kinds, editorial assistant, those kind of things. And I got myself a job which basically was a secretary, wasn't that interesting. And I didn't do so great at it and I ended up getting fired. And that was the best thing that ever happened. Because... You never know, right? Yeah, when I was fired, I happened at that time to uh, apply for a job at Penny Press as a puzzle uh, as a puzzle editor. And I went in there, I interviewed several times, did like, puzzly tests and things and I got the job and it was like my dream job and I I love love loved working for them mm-hmm. eventually however my husband this is on the east coast and my husband mm-hmm. originally came from St. Louis and he wanted to come back here so what eventually happened is once I was pregnant had kids I came back we came back here and I carried on freelancing for them ever since so now I write puzzles for them I'm not and I do all the other things so I've been doing that now for I don't know 
20 years years. something like that so raise your kids on it that's so cool and that's funny because we moved to houston because that's where my husband's from too had kid and we're like well he's gonna go back to his home and i'm like you we traveled more right so there my home was uh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool i'm not the only one Mm -hmm. so let's see you lived um not just across the country but around the world which place would you like to go back for a visit well, I love, my heart is always in London and I would definitely, I mean, haven't been back for a few years because COVID, nobody's mm-hmm. traveled anywhere, have they, for right. a while. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. plan is, you know, eventually, probably not even this year, next year, next mm-hmm. year, maybe I'll go back, go back to London for a, for a bit. It's, it is always where my heart is. Although, as I said, I have lived in different places. I lived in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places I'd like to visit that I haven't been as well. You know, I would love one day to get to Dublin and to, you know, to oh, just yes. things. Yes. So yes. all things in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have long lists. And then we look at plane tickets and we're like, you know what? Galveston's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Yeah. <laughs> so with all of this knowledge of foreign locales, why did you choose St. Louis to place your shifter series? Pause. Ah, because... Actually, it's it's not St. Louis as much as the place I decided was the um, was the head the secret headquarters of Pause. Um, there's a pretty place in Forest Park in St. Louis um, called the Jewel Box. The Jewel Box is a like a, a big greenhouse with lots of pretty flowers and things like that. The thing is, I've never been inside, and and the, uh, for the years when my parents were when my parents were alive, they used to come and visit us every year in St. Louis, and we'd go to all the places in St. Louis. And my father always wanted to go in the jewel box, but every single time we ever went there, it was always closed. Mm. And every time I've ever been there, it was always closed. People tell me you can go inside. Right. But I thought, well, you know, if you were going to have a secret place, a secret um, institute hidden in a place, this would be it. What better place to do than pick the place that's always closed so that people come and they say, they look inside, well, this looks really pretty, but I can't go in there. <laughs> hidden in plain sight. Hidden in plain sight. So that's how I hit upon the jewel box as my as you know and then it's all spread and i i have you know in the pause world there are institutes all around the world it's not just the the first book takes place predominantly in st louis but later we go to the pause institute in new york the one in london we go to israel from that world traveling yeah nice you know so in the book i'm writing at the moment that's coming out Mm. this summer i'm putting everything together because i'm i'm actually having a puzzle hunt an international one where people what? are coming from institutes from all around the world. So I'm actually te- delving a little bit, finding some people from each of the places I've mentioned in the past, bring them all together and also having them do puzzles. That's in the so book. cool. How fun so, is that? What a great idea. We're like, let's interconnect. <laughs> and fans love that. You know, that's so much fun. I love when you bring back one of my favorite characters and talks to a different character. You know, it's just so much fun. Um, so has your travel experience influenced your novels in any way, or just like where you put the low, the the bases, the headquarters? 
Uh, yeah, no, it has. I do. I dev. There, there are most of the places that are in my books I have been to. There are a couple of exceptions. I mentioned before I've, I'd love to go to Dublin. I've never been to Ireland, but I do have... Um, I do have um, a lot in my second book in Argentum. We go to a little place called Innisfree, which is a little island off of Ireland. I visited there only via YouTube, but it fits uh, the character and the place. And so, so there's mm-hmm. a few places like that that I've not, uh, not visited. But most of the places I have, and they're places that I, you know, I spent quite a bit of time in and can actually feel feel the place i mean this is the thing about writing urban fantasy as it's, it's taken place in our world so it you know people will tell you if you haven't got it right if it's not you know taking something you haven't you know haven't actually been to that's true it's so, annoying and helpful all at the same time yeah i mean i and i do worse because i've also it's not only that it's historical too we start in the of the second world second world wars so it's kind of like my dates have to match up too mm. I can't say, I can't randomly say, oh, this happened. You know, I've, I've done things even I have werewolves. I've looked up full moons. I've made sure that things actually make sense with the weather and the time. So there's a lot more behind the scenes than people can see when I'm writing. That's so. awesome. That's cool. I, I like it. I learn a lot of history from historical fiction. You know, it's just more fun mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice that you have that element in the Shifter series. That's pretty cool. Um, how long did it take you to finish your first book? I think it was about nine months. Um, that for the, I think it was about nine months. It's um, I've been writing much of my life, mm-hmm. um, but I never finished anything. Mm-hmm. And then um, back in 2010, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, and that'll change your that, perspective change my perspective because mm-hmm. I'd always thought well you know I can write I can write a book and finish once I'm once you know once the kids are older off to school I can have more time do what I want to you know do and then I mm-hmm. took my perspective and made me think well you know maybe I don't have so much time so and also because that year lots of bad things happened one thing after the other that year and I felt mm-hmm. like I needed to make something good happen so the NaNoWriMo of 2012, I decided to do NaNoWriMo. And I sat down and this, and I just sat down and I, I, you know, I basically, I got the whole of this story that had been inside me. It just came, to, came out. I spent so many hours just writing and writing and writing. And I wrote the mm. first draft of Pause in that one month, in that November. Yeah. And then... And it wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking, oh, I'm going to publish this or anything, just that I needed to do this. I needed to actually I'm write finish a book. and finish uh-huh. something and finish uh-huh. something. Because as I said, I've been writing, but I never, never took it seriously, never thought mm-hmm. it was something. But I always felt like something I wanted to do, but I had time. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know. And then it's, so yeah, all in all, from beginning to end, it was about nine months, but, you know. And since yeah, then, pretty. now I'm trying to work on trying to get two books out. Like I'm not, a, I'm not mm. one of these fast writers who can release lots of things. Me neither. I feel you. I it's mostly a book. A, it's mostly been a book a, a year, but I'm trying. Lots, I'm trying to do two. This I'm trying to do two now because I feel like six months is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more often than that is not. Not for me. 
maybe for some people it works not for me (laughs) right it's like this is my pace this is what I'm doing so also my books are longer now they've 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 been getting progressively longer so it's a longer book takes more time you know there's more there's so so many little moving pieces in it all you know Mm -hmm. exactly exactly um so talking about pause what's up with the pea soup Ah, pea soup (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was even mentioned on the back cover of like book three or four or something. I was like, what's up with the pea soup? Pea soup. Oh, yes, <laughs> pea soup. Well, st- starting in book two, I introduced one of my favorite, favorite, favorite characters. This is an old war- Welsh warlock okay. called Grobo the Green. Mm. And he makes very good pea soup. And pea soup, he believes, is magical. Now, Groma. Not what, only after I'd finished writing the character. It was probably one of my favorite characters I've ever written. And I've since then, he's since then he had now had he's been reconnected with his old boyfriend and they live together. And it's all Aww. it is such a was such a wonderful re- relationship between these two old men that I love. I love, I loved Roma and Caradog so much. <laughs> but Groma. Mm-hmm. I realized later on this actually based on an old relative that I had many years ago that has since passed. And mm. he made wonderful pea soup. And he Aww. made me pea soup. And, and I just had this memory and I didn't want, maybe I, I did it maybe when I first was creating him, I didn't realize mm-hmm. till afterward what I'd done. And I've done that mm. quite a few characters. Characters afterwards I realized, well, you know what, that's really like this person or this person, but I didn't necessarily write them that way when I was, when I, you know, consciously do it. Mm-hmm. So pea soup, yeah, pea soup is a comfort. Pea soup is a thing, a representation of, you know, whatever. And he has his own magical part of that. And then there's this magical creature plant called the whistle whoop that helps with all that too so (laughs) what a fun name that's awesome Um, i agrees with you he says split pea soup is pretty darn amazing so mm -hmm. you're not the only one it's well loved Mm -hmm. i need enough ham in it though i like i need the ham Mm -hmm. let's see uh we authors tend to pull from what's familiar which one of like the pea soup right like the characters that are just in your head you're like wait i know that person so which one of your characters do you relate to the most Hmm. Well, hmm. there's quite a few actually. I mean, definitely Miri, my main my main character. Um, there's a lot of me, there's a lot of me and Miri, and Miri is only really the main character in the first book because we kind of diversify in my books. Okay. She is overall there in the background later, mm-hmm. but she only became as the central role. But the things that happened to her at the very beginning, particularly how she um, how she first finds her magic, is kind of, is very related to my own life. I was also very close to my Omama, my um, my grandmother, my Omama, who died when I was ten, mm. and that's the catalyst for her story. And it's kind of the catalyst for my story of my life too. And she, you know, she was a kid who was bullied. So was I. She was a kid who escaped into my writing stories or reading stories and particularly she loved Alice in Wonderland same a lot of those things come from my you know from my um child my childhood so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and that's probably Miri more than anything else. But I definitely, a lot of characters, there's a little of me in a lot of my characters, I would say. You know, I don't think, you know. Um, in one of my other books, Outside mm-hmm. of the Poor Saga, if anybody reads my vodka and watermelon story, in, it's called Will, Will There Be Watermelons in Mars, which one Mars, which is not YA. It's, a, it's an adult story, has some adult language and stuff in it. That character, Susie, is absolutely me. There's no nobody else that she can be but me. It's um, it's very it's only very very low. That is very related to my. I obviously I that's a, that's an end of the world, a possible end of the world story, and we don't have the end of the world. But it's it's a lot related to being in Israel and in Jerusalem during the first Gulf War and what it was like, and it's. It has a lot of the, that. That Susie and that cat story is absolutely me, a hundred percent. That's so, so. cool. <laughs> you split your personality. Yeah. Um. Well, what project that's in progress or not started are you most excited about? Ah, not started. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, this one or in progress. Me. Well, no, no, no. I've got. I, I'll, I'll answer the question as it is because it's there is a there is a. I have a. Pro, I'm not allowing myself to write this until I've finished Poor, Poor Saga. So I'll tell you know, I the Poor Saga keeps going, and I'm currently working on referred the book the the book with the puzzle hunt that's coming out in June, mm-hmm. but, um, year or two ago, I had this sudden idea about this kid who was born on the um in the entrance to hell and <laughs> i wrote the first chapter of this thing and it's lovely and it's first person different from lovely it's the entrance to hell i don't know if it's wonderful right he was born on he's he was born under a, a he said he's they they sorry they were born under a bad sign. Welcome to hell is how we start the book, and it, I, 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 it's so much fun to write. And I'm not writing it, not yet. I have to finish what I'm doing, otherwise I'll get caught up in this other in this other thing, and I must go back do to not that. finishing things. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly the point. So I wrote the original chapter, put it away, and I will go back to it when I am done with pause, however long that will take. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, um, that sounds fun. Poor kid. Uh, I don't and- know. They'll come. I mean, okay. at least the entrance. Like, like you know, yeah, that be okay. in hell. You know, it could have been yeah. worse. Could have yeah, yeah. been worse. That was fun. It's like right. <laughs> well, if you could write in any world that wasn't your own, which one would you choose? Ah. Uh, um, probably going to say Potter's world, the Harry Potter world, just yeah. because I have done, I have fan fiction ideas in there, but you know, <laughs> yeah, there's so much in there, right? So there's I've so much in there, yeah, so really much is. in that world, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did a great I job have. with that part. Holy moly, yeah. Um, what's your favorite? Oh, sorry, not what, where. One of those other W words. Where's your favorite place to write? Um, I unfortunately have to write 
by my computer here in my messy space. I do occasionally puzzles I can take out to a place. Puzzles mm. I take to I can take to Starbucks or McDonald's or something and work on that. But writing I have to type on my computer, otherwise it doesn't get done. There are a few expense, exceptions to that. I have a short memoir about my cancer uh, mm -hmm. that's out on, it's called The Big C, it's out online. Mm -hmm. uh, that one I wrote by, out, originally wrote out by hand, like in a notebook when I was out in a place, but mostly I don't do that because the, that's what I did when I was younger when I didn't finish things. I would write yeah. I would write out when I was out in the place and then when I came back I wouldn't it would never make it from the concept uh, there. So that's why no, mostly I have to write unfortunately I have to write here. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I try. I have to always move locations. Um mm -hmm. Og wants to know, do writers often think of stories in other authors' worlds? Oh, I think they do sometimes. I mean, I, yeah, I, um, one thing I love to do, um, I love to live the, to make my characters read other authors' books, especially in the other <laughs> indie authors. I've That's done that cool. quite a, in virtually every book I've got, I've got some, at least once or twice, I have people reading books from my other indie author friends, which is kind of, kind of, kind of a feeler. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, uh, all the time, man. That's there's a reason why there's fan fiction, right? I mean, yeah. constantly. I mean, the first stories I ever wrote, wrote were Star Trek stories, you know, because that's what I was watching. That's what I was into. <laughs> um, you know, Dragonlance. I first fantasy I wrote because I was reading Dragonlance. So you know, <laughs> yep. See, and then Greg in the thing too, also a writer, and he said that you know that's that's how he got started too. You know, writing in other mm -hmm. people's world. So it's very common. That's why people are all like poo poo on fan fiction. I'm like, no, man. Oh, you know, you start wherever you start. That's how you learn, right? Well, I also feel like if anybody ever write, I have a little bit of fan art and somebody has, but if anybody ever writes fan fiction in my world, that's when I would feel like I've made it really. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> then you're like, there it is. That's it. Yes. Because yes. you've impacted someone so much. They've, mm -hmm. they've internalized these characters in this world so much that they have to express their feelings about it. So hundred mm -hmm. percent agree. That's how, you know, you've made it. It's not a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a certain place your book is being sold. It's not a, but people are starting to do fan, you know, writing or drawing fan art. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, there, there it is. Mm -hmm. I've done it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So we'll have to have you back on when that happens. You got to tell us Debbie. So we can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That would be so cool. Someday. It's an artist's dream. Um, where's your... Oh, I asked you that one. Sorry. I got so distracted. I was so excited about that question. It's a fun question. Um, when you're not creating new worlds, what do you like to do to relax? Mm, I read. I play games. Um, I do other... Um, I... Okay, uh, I, I, what else do I do? I do sometimes, despite the fact that I write puzzles, I still mm -hmm. solve other people's puzzles a lot. Um, that makes sense. I go Keeps for the brain walk. active, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go, I go for walks around the neighborhood. That helps me think too. I'd like to do that. Um, 
Um, in a different time, I would also say I like to go to concerts with my daughter, and I hope to again, but we haven't for a while because there. <laughs> so yeah, yep, it's music exciting to get back to the concert world. Love live music. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so what have you read or watched lately that you've really enjoyed? Hmm. Okay. And now I'm, um, I have to think what I'm doing. I'm reading an, um, a really beautiful book at the moment. Let's me, but I have to do it justice. Hold on. <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm going to get the right name. Hold on. Right. Yeah, exactly. I have to do it justice. I have to get to my good rates and give you because it, I don't remember the author's name at the moment. <laughs> um, it's the, it, the, the book is called The Girl with the Silver Star, and it's by an author called Rachel Solitov. It is a hmm. beautiful story, and I highly recommend it. And that's what I'm immersed in at the moment. That's fabulous. Have you found because you edit and you write that that has affected your enjoyment of reading? Um, sometimes I do enjoy reading though. I try and I would say, I can sometimes say I'm, I'm, I'm involved in like, sometimes I'm in much as like three or four worlds at once because of this, because I'll have the world I'm writing in, then the world I'm editing in for somebody else. And then the world I'm reading for myself. And right. sometimes they might, you know, sometimes if I'm in different spots, I'm editing one of my books and writing another one. I could be in two different parts of that or something. So mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Me too. I have to watch it. I find mm-hmm. that I don't finish books if I'm not enjoying them. It's like I have to read things that I'm not enjoying for a living, right? Because mm-hmm. as I'm editing it, right? Because it's work. So I don't mean they're bad stories. I just mean this is work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I but I used to be, I would always finish a book. I don't care if I started, I was finishing it. And now if I start reading a book and I'm just not enjoying it, I'm like, you know, life's too short. Next book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't even mean the book's bad. I just might not be enjoying it. Yeah, I, it's 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 a mood thing for me mm-hmm. too. It's like um, I will start when I'm starting a new book. I might open up my kit, I might open my Kindle, which has so many books on it, and mm-hmm. I, I might read a chapter or so from a, from you know a few different books before I just I hit on this is what I want to read now. And it doesn't mean that the other books were bad or that I right. won't go back to, but it's just mm-hmm. just not my mood at the moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's definitely a mood. That's why I'm usually, like you said, I, have, I read like three or four books at the same time because they're all different. So depending on my mood, this is the one I'm reading tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's a healthy way to go about. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we have reached the quick question, exciting part of the podcast. Okay. I mean, not that it wasn't exciting already, but these are oh, the no. routine ones we must ask. It is required. So okay. the first question is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what we need to start putting at a question. I'm telling you, more authors like mint chocolate chip than any others. We have definitely come to really? you need you need a, need a chart or something then. Uh, that that's you can like, I need to go authors. back. Problem yeah. is, there's like 60 episodes now. <laughs> Should have started <laughs> from the beginning to see what it is. But I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, uh, can zombies climb? As long as they still have the parts of their body that will allow them to do it. So yes, at the beginning, yes, at the beginning, but once they lose like their limbs and stuff, they won't be able to anymore. Then they won't anymore. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. So if you could meet one idol, 
And this could be a writer idol or, you know, it, it could be any it could be music idol. Oh, you're like, this is easy. Yeah. Done. <laughs> it's easy. That's really, really easy because that's the person I really want to meet. <laughs> he used to come all the time and I didn't know that to Houston. So he would come and do talks and I had no idea. So, and then I'm like, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? You know, but like you said, no one's traveling right now. So, but I'll be looking, yeah. hopefully he'll come back and I'll get to at least see yeah. him on stage, if not meet him. But no, mm-hmm. that's a brilliant choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is the best thing you have ever, or at least recently eaten? Mm, it was called an Irish bash. Okay. Picture this. Okay. This is a dessert that they used to serve in the in the Weatherspoons pubs in London. Okay. It was an it was a white chocolate cheesecake with mm. Irish cream poured over the top of it. It is the most wonderful thing you can ever eat. Mm. That sounds delicious. Can we make some of that now? I mean, I can make white chocolate cheesecake. Let's get this. I can do this. What was the crust? Was it like graham cracker crust or was it like a pie crust? Like, I, you know, I can't even remember because the crust wasn't the important part. (laughs) Did I mention (laughs) Irish cream? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And what is your least favorite chore around the house? Oh, God, I hate, I hate just putting stuff away the junk is everywhere I, I i always say when people ask what what superpower you want and i don't know if it's one of the things you're going to ask me <laughs> is i want mary poppins power i want to be able to snap my fingers and just make the clean the stuff clean itself no that is what i want doubt. Apparently, we all need to have that prestigiation, very long word that Dolly says so well that I can't yes. say. We we need this. Yes. We need that thing so we could just clean everything. It would be awesome. Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Just yeah, picking up all the junk that just seems to accumulate everywhere. Yes, please. Oh, as Zafo types it out so easily. How did you do that? You must have copied and pasted it. Come on now. Spelling's not your thing. Nope. I typed that. Mm-hmm. Well, good job. I'm impressed. Very nice. Um, big words. So we're we're writers. You think I can handle it? Mm. <laughs> Ox says um, his wife already has that skill. All he has to say is she looks at me and says, "Clean the kitchen." <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. That skill doesn't work with my with, with my husband. I know so. it doesn't work with my husband either. So apparently, her training regimen was better. That's all. Uh, mine sucked. All right. Um, so now, Debbie, that you are everyone's favorite author, where can fans find you and your work? Okay. You can find me um, on my author page on Facebook and on Twitter. I do not yet do Instagram, but, you know, I will someday, but I don't, I don't at the moment. Uh. I have a blog at um, mm-hmm. uh uh, debbiemambercapper.wordpress.com I have on there you will also find a link to my newsletter that's called Pause Post that I can that I, um, I send out once a month and mm-hmm. uh, you can pick up my uh, my Tales from Pause stories for free if you sign up for my, for my newsletter nice um i'm also my books are on amazon mm-hmm. uh, my books um you also i also sell side books off my off my website of that blog too and yeah that's uh, that's mainly it i've got goodreads too if you want to, just want to do that as well 
Good That's awesome. Google. Yeah. Seems like you're out there, man. People can find you, which yeah. is great because they should. And people can lost. find me anyway because my name is long. If you just right. <laughs> type my name, Debbie Mamba Kupfer, into Google, you'll find me all the places where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's my name. No one else can have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so thank you so much. Please, um, everyone, make sure to review Debbie's work and please review us wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitch. Uh, we'll we actually won't see you next week. Next week is spring break, so we're taking it off. So that'll be fun. But we'll be back the week after. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>